Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Go ahead and open to uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. We're going to continue on what faith is, and I'm just going to read a few things here to you. A couple of weeks ago, or last week actually, uh, we just we're, and we're continuing to enjoy the presence of God. It is always good for a group of believers to set aside time and just be refreshed in the presence of God. I seemed impressed to ask this question, though. You're going to love this question because it's going to challenge you. How many, how many really enjoyed that service but yet found yourself almost in a spiritual haze before even Wednesday rolled around? <clears throat> so something that I'm very, I feel is very important that the Lord has given us and spoken to us about is not only enjoying God's presence, but walking by faith. Do you know we're not called to, to ride emotional highs and lows? Now, that doesn't mean we're called to be stoic. And depending on where we're at in our spiritual development, we can be better at this or worse at it. I'm better at it than I used to be because I walk in a higher level of spirituality today than I did 20 years ago. Okay? You grow in these things. But the word of God is true, the glory of God is real, and the presence of God is real, whether you feel him or not. And here's the wonderful thing about the Lord and his word. He said, I want you to walk by faith and not by sight. Now, I want to add a little bit to that. I don't think we're hurting the scriptures by saying this, not walking by our five senses. So you know you're strong in faith when you're in a woohoo service. And then Monday is a woohoo. And Tuesday feels like a uh, uh. And Wednesday's like, oh my goodness. But when you don't feel that, but in the face of that, you say, Lord, I'm going to count it all joy. I love what Bill Johnson says. Uh, he, 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 was he talks about the importance of worship and, 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 and what that means in different circumstances. And one of the phrases or statements he relates is simply this. He said, when you're in a very difficult situation, that is a great opportunity to worship the Lord because you have all the opportunity to do it without feeling. Then how are you doing it if you're doing it without feeling? You're doing it by faith. What pleases God? Faith pleases God. You know you're growing in the Lord when you're not just looking for the Lord to please you, but you're now working to please Him. That's spiritual maturity. Isn't that wonderful? People say, well, do I really want that? Because I And we are so conditioned to natural thinking and feeling. Oh, trust me. You want it. You want spiritual maturity. It is gold. It is precious stones in the kingdom. It's better than any amount of relief in this life. 
And we know that the word of God promises us that we'll have his presence and his hand, his power working on our behalf, fulfilling his promises. And those promises relieve or remove the, the destruction of evil that tries to operate in our lives. Amen? Think about Jesus' ministry in life. The woman with the issue of blood. Do you think she felt like pressing through the crowd that day? But she did it anyway. Let me ask you something. Was Jesus having a healing service? I wonder how much she felt. She didn't feel until what? After she touched by... The scripture says she reached out, she touched him, and she felt in her body she was whole. In other words, faith opened the door for the power of God to change what the enemy had done in her physical body. Come on. I get so excited about this. I can hardly stand it. What Bible school did she go to? Did she, does it say she was attending Benny Hinn meetings? Come on, what revivals were going on in that day? They were under Roman oppression and they were under the law. That's like a double whammy. And she's wore out. Imagine bleeding 24-7 for what, 12 years? Imagine that. Do you think she had weakness? But what did she do? She reached through and what? She actually had to press through the crowd. You know what her physicians would have told her? You need bed rest. What did she say? I need to work out. I need to press through a crowd. I need to touch Jesus. That's faith. This is why there is such a need for the understanding of what faith is and how to walk by faith. The Holy Spirit gave us a couple of phrases. First was, don't underestimate the importance of understanding Bible faith. The second was this, we get ourselves into danger when we treat as common what God calls precious. 2 Peter 1, 1 calls faith precious. I believe God desires that this church walks consistently by faith and also enjoys frequent saturations from the Holy Spirit while maintaining emotional stability through spiritual maturity. The Lord gave me that this week. I'm going to say it again. I believe God desires that this church, now I can't speak for everybody, I believe it's for the whole church, but you can only function in authority where you have it. Amen? I believe God desires that this church walks consistently by faith and also enjoys frequent saturations from the Holy Spirit while maintaining emotional stability through spiritual maturity. The Lord is wonderful. He covers all the bases. 
He deals with us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. We're a three-part being, right? And so we have this. So I'm looking at people that consistently walk by faith. Come on, you need to declare it by faith. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We have all made mistakes, but we're not functioning in our relationship with the Lord based on our performance. We're functioning in our relationship with the Lord based on Jesus' performance. Which means what? You and I can say, I consistently walk by faith. If you're if you struggle with thinking that your relationship with the Lord is based on your performance, faith, the faith walk will elude you. Because you'll think, I haven't done enough to be able to declare the grace of God in my life. When the Lord, Father God, said to you, Jesus has done enough, go ahead and declare based on what he did there. Now, your faith is corrected in your mind. Well, you don't know how, you know, Mark said this morning that, you know, people think, well, I can't do that because, you know, this morning I yelled at my wife and kicked the dog. Well, you shouldn't yell at your wife. You shouldn't kick the dog. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. We needed that. Mouth of babes. That's good preaching. I'm a... But you didn't withhold yelling at your wife and kicking the dog to get into the kingdom. Come on, come on, come on, come on. When they brought the lamb under the old covenant to the priest to be inspected, they inspected the lamb, not the person that brought it. <laughs> yay, yay, yes, yes. God inspected Jesus, not me. I'm righteous in Christ Jesus. Now, sometimes my actions are from the spirit of stupid. But the spirit of smart in my own ability did not get me in. Jesus got me in. See, if I can get you to talk to Jesus on your own, you'll be more excited in the church. Not that you're not excited, but you'll be more excited on your own because you'll fellowship with him. So Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. Now, two, two weeks ago, we hit on this, what faith is, and I'm not going to give the definitions again because we just don't have time, but I want to read this to you, and then I just want to end with the difference between head faith and heart faith. 
Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is a well-grounded assurance. I'm going to read it in the New King James, and then we'll, I want to read it in a couple of others. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Weymouth, Weymouth translation says this, Now faith is a well-grounded assurance of, what, of that for which we hope, and a conviction of the reality of the things which we do not see. Uh, the New Living says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. I like that. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. God's Word says, faith assures us of things we expect and convinces us of the existence of things we cannot see. The Living Bible says, what is faith? It is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it up ahead. Now, as long as you're in faith, you're not seeing yet. The moment you see, your faith is done. Now watch. I have to believe that I receive before I see. Now, I just gave you a very simple definition of faith. I have to believe that I, before I, this is the difference between Bible faith and natural or head faith. Head faith says, I'll believe when I Bible faith says, I got it now, just wait around, it'll show up shortly. All right, let's look at this. This, this is always a fight in people's minds, and it's because we live in this, in this natural world. Brother Higgins said this in New Thresholds of Faith. There are a number, a number of kinds of faith. Everyone saved and unsaved alike, unsaved alike has a natural human faith. The above scripture, however, is talking about a supernatural faith, and that's what we have. A faith that believes with the heart rather than believing what our physical senses may tell us. Faith, in other words, is grasping the realities of the unseen and bringing them into the realm of the seen. Now, you did this when you got born again. You were saved by grace through faith, right? Did you see Jesus walk into you? But you knew what? Something changed. You walked by faith. All right? Our text describes faith as evidence of things not seen. Now, we know that faith grows out of the word of God. So, for example, you hope for finances to meet the obligations you have to pay. Faith gives the assurance that you will have the money when you need it. Based on what? My God shall supply all my according to his riches and glory. Do you know what we want? We want to see the money in the account before we believe. And that is seeing or head faith. What does heart faith say? Well, I don't see it yet, but it's on the way. You say, why? How could you, you're crazy. 
you're crazy. You believe in stuff you don't see? Come on, the world believes in aliens. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to even go there. We got, <laughs> I got more important things to do. So here's the thing. We do this all the time. We do it in some natural things. But heart faith, believing from the heart, is based on the most solid thing that there is. This is it. Well, I don't see it yet. That means you're still in faith. Well, it happened. Your faith has ended. Because the faith that you exercised produced a result. All right? Let me, let me go a little bit more here. All right? Faith will say about itself everything that the Word says. For faith in God is simply faith in His Word. Faith will say about itself. Come on. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Eventually, your brain will catch up with the reality of what God said about you. But you've got to start in the heart first in order for the circumstances to change. Right? Biblical faith is this. Believing always precedes receiving. Biblical faith is this. It has the promise before it is ever seen or felt. Now, I'm going to prove this to you. Biblical faith understands there is an unseen realm that the seen realm comes from and that we can reach into the unseen realm through or by faith and change this seen realm. Now, watch. Go to Mark, 11, chapter, Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Many people read God's word and agree that it is true, but they are agreeing only with their minds. And that is not what gets the job done. It is heart faith that receives from God. Mark eleven twenty three says, For assuredly I say to you, this is Jesus. How many think Jesus might be right? How many think Jesus is the, is the expert? He is the supreme commentary on what faith is. Oh, yeah, he is. Nobody walked by faith greater than Jesus. For assuredly, I say to you, verse 23, whoever says to this mountain, whoever what? To this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and does not doubt in his head. Head? What did Jesus say? Does not doubt in his In his head? I'm doing this on purpose. I'm trying to get you to see the difference. Brother Hagin would make statements to us like this. You can receive the promises of God with faith in your heart and doubt in your head. <laughs> That's good news. Because my head sometimes feels like the Sea of Galilee in a storm. But if I check my heart, I hear, you're good, Sean. Keep going. Speak from your, come on, when you're speaking the word of God, you're speaking from your, yeah. 
Say this with me. Say, my faith is effective because I speak from my heart. My faith is effective because I speak the word of God. But believes, second part of verse 23, but believes those things he what? Says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Verse 24, therefore I say to you, now this is, this is so wonderful. If you're a yacker, if you're a talker, if you like to talk a lot, you can say it a lot. But if you're like a quiet type and you're like, well, I just want to be alone with the Lord in my prayer closet, you can pray it and it'll work too. I've found for me, we should pray it and... Therefore, I say unto you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. Believe that you receive them and you will. Does that look like you see it first? No. How can we tell whether, this, whether we have this heart faith or whether we are just mentally agreeing? Mental assent or mental agreement or head faith says, I know God's word is true. I know God has promised, and you can fill in the blank, I have healing written here, but for some reason I can't get it, I can't understand it. A lot of people think they're in faith and they're just in agreement mentally. They're actually not in faith. Faith is of the heart, which doesn't require anything of you mentally. Jesus never said, believe with the head. You won't find it. He said, you believe with your... However, Brother Hagin said this, real faith, heart faith, in God's word says, if God's word says it's so, then it's... It is mine. I have it now. I have it even though I can't see it. Now, that'll take the pressure off you. Because what do you have to do to make anything happen? I mean, what do you got to connive and finagle about? You know, people sometimes, you know, you have altar time in the prayer, you get prayer time, and, and uh, people come up and at the end of a service, and they're, they're up in the front, and they're praying, and uh, one person says, man, I got a real financial need. And so they try to find the richest person in the church that's at the altar, and they go and they kneel down next to him and say, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Lord, you said in your word that if I would pray and ask you for my financial needs to be met, that you would send it somehow, some way. That's not faith. Faith will never try to manipulate another person. I know sometimes people ask for help and stuff like that. That's fine. I get it. I understand. People are at different places spiritually in their development. And they need help. I totally get it. But eventually, if you're, when you're strong in faith, you can go, Well, Lord, you said you'd beat my need. But what if it's past the time when the bill is due? 
People say, but well, the, the Lord would never do that. Well, I'll say this. The Lord provides on time every time, but sometimes he's got to work through people. Sometimes people drag their feet. But then on the other hand, we can't blame God for our uh, lack of planning. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> faith says what? Faith says real faith, heart faith, and God's word says this. If God's word says it, it is so, then it's so. It is mine. I have it now. I have it even though I can't see it. I've heard Brother Hagin went on to say this. I've heard people say, but the thing that I've been praying about hasn't come to pass yet. If you already had it, you wouldn't have to believe it. For then you would know it. You may have to take that step of believing in order to come to the place of knowing. Too many people want to know it from the standpoint of it in the natural or it coming to pass and then believe it. We must believe because God's word says it is ours, then it materializes. Faith, again, Mark eleven twenty three and 24, the receiving comes after the believing. You've got to believe you have it before you can receive it. Faith that receives the promises of God believes those promises before it sees them in the natural. When you are in faith, the natural circumstances that are around you will declare and sometimes yell at you, you don't have it. But true Bible faith will stand firm on what God's word says and continue to claim, and I put this, declare or grip, the promise, and then I put this, resurrection graces. So Bible faith, faith that is pleasing to God, does not wait to see the situation change in order to believe. As the scripture says in Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. That's why you're going to make it out. Now watch. Sometimes people say, well, do I really have a, a right to pray about this subject or, or believe for this thing? What does the written word say? What does the written word say about your situation? If it's financial, are there any promises in the Bible for money? If it's physical, are there any promises in the Bible for healing? If it's spiritual growth, are there any promises in the Bible about the fruit of the Spirit? Is there any scripture on walking in love? Is there any scripture on having a balanced mind? Come on, is there any scripture on having clear thoughts? Is there any scripture for strength? Is there any scripture for more smarts? Come on. I used to smoke weed like a chimney. You know, you know, here's the thing. That affects your brain. But my brain got healed. I used to hate having to read things and study things and 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 try, you know, I read, you know how much I read now? I mean, it's a miracle. And comprehend. And retain. 
Now, it took some years of faith. <laughs> it took some years of faith. But you know what? I have the mind. And guess what Jesus was not? He didn't ruin his mind like I did. He kept it right. But then he took on my ruined mind and gave me his Yay! Glory to God! Hallelujah! I pass tests. I remember things. Come on. Amen? Faith. Faith functions daily, speaks daily, walks daily on promises, organizes its life around the promises of God, irrespective of what's going on in the world. Did you know that even though there are people saying, oh, inflation this, and oh, da-da-da-da-da-da, and, you know, and all the money's going to go over here, and then it's going to go over there, and then this country's going to steal from us, and oh, we got this president and government, and the taxes are going to go up, and the gas prices are going to be all over the place. Oh, Lord, please send Donald Trump back. <laughs> please, Lord. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. It was much more entertaining. But I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. I don't care who's in the White House. I know who's on the throne in the throne room. I don't care if the taxes go to Egypt level. Come on, the children of Israel. I got a God who will cause those who try to ride over my head and destroy me to turn around and just hand me their money while I'm leaving town. Well, how am I going to afford this? Stop that. The Lord shall supply all my need. Come on, you business people. Those that are called to fund the kingdom, get in faith. Stay in faith. For, for the love of Pete, St. Peter, and the love of Christ, Jesus Christ. Listen to me. The kingdom needs the money because if you'll pay, I'll preach. Listen, I, I am willing to be hated for the gospel. I am willing to disciple and grind. Come on, like the ox. I am willing to grind. I am really willing to go after it. I will go after it until we're completely done. Amen. But every family member, every business owner, every, every part of the body of Christ has to be in faith. They have to. Souls are in the balance. The kingdom is, is at hand. Amen? Do you see that? Do you see the importance of it? It's so vital that you don't get down, but you stay in faith. Please stay in faith. Grow. Grow in the Lord. Grow in the Lord. Amen? Grow in Him. We're going to keep growing and increasing. I have a goal. And I'm, already, I'm starting to plan with it with some people on how to do this. Every person in Billings out of this church has to hear the gospel. 
Yeah, come on. And then I'll think about everywhere outside of Jerusalem. But until then, everyone will hear here. Hear, hear, hear. They will hear, hear. <laughs> it's the English language. It's... Everyone will hear one way or another. We'll give everybody an opportunity. And then we move. Or we send. Whatever it is. But first, that. I think everybody, uh, I think Bill Johnson said this. He said, everybody, we're, the people around us as believers deserve at least one encounter with the kingdom of God. And it should come through you. Yay. Yay. I don't know about you, but when I lay hands on people that have cancer or whatever and they're healed, I'm like, yes. Yes. These hands went from stealing things to removing diseases. Yeah. That's my kind of win. That's for you. Come on, how many in here have led somebody to the Lord? Right? Instead of like, you know, instead of being there, uh, uh, being a, a curse to them, you were what? A blessing. That's what God's after. But it takes faith. And faith is ready, readily available. You're built to walk by faith. Every human on the planet is. All they have to do is embrace it. So let's pray. Then I want to give people an opportunity to receive Jesus. But I want to pray first. And let's just, the altar care team is going to come. But let's just do this. Let's agree together in prayer. And you don't have to repeat after me. I'm going to pray. You just agree in your heart that you want to walk in this, these high levels of faith. So let's, let's believe God to show us, to continue to teach us. Let's stretch ourselves. Father, we just, we do, we come before you in Jesus' name. Lord, we're so grateful that we're your children. Father, we do, we ask in the name of Jesus, even as you told us in Ephesians chapter 1 and Ephesians chapter 3, we ask, Father, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation concerning faith. Concerning these things, your word, of course, but specifically faith. Lord, we are here, we are available, and we desire to walk by faith and live by faith. So, Lord, we ask for the wisdom, and we receive it in the name of Jesus. Everybody said, amen. All right, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in this place today and you've never received Jesus or you're watching online, we have people watching we want to give you an opportunity to receive the Lord. We know this from Scripture that God loves us. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. We know this, that all have sinned, and uh, sin is what causes separation from God. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We know this, that heaven is a free gift that we receive. We don't earn it or deserve it. 
Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. We know that God wants us to be brought back into relationship with Him. Romans 5, verse 8 and 9 says, But God demonstrates His own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So we know that He wants us back in relationship. We know from Scripture... And this is how you do that we receive God's forgiveness through faith by trusting in Christ. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our hearts that God has raised him from the dead, we will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So this morning you can place your faith in Jesus and receive God's gift of eternal life right now. If you'd like to receive Jesus I would like you to raise your hand so that I can pray with you. Just where you're at so I can see you. Thank you. Yes. Is there anybody else? Thank you, Father. We'll just give just another second. Is there, Josh, how are we doing online? We're good? Okay. Thank you, Lord. All right. Well, if you would, and all of you pray with us from your heart right now. Say this with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son Jesus who came to this earth, lived a sinless life, and died on the cross for our sins. I believe he rose from the dead so that I could receive forgiveness, become your child, and receive the gift of eternal life. I come to you now, repent of all sin, I receive your gift of forgiveness. I give you all my life, all my heart. I believe you have accepted me because Jesus said, the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. You also said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Thank you for saving me making me your child, helping me live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Welcome. So let me, let me say this before you, before you get too uh, rowdy here. Uh, if you did raise your hand, please come up to the altar care. Uh, Ryan, can you grab that box? If you're a new believer, we have a new believers pack for you. It has some stuff to get you going on your journey with the Lord. So please come get that right after service. You're doing good. If you need prayer for anything else, they are available for prayer. Bless you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you Wednesday. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.